0: Thank you for choosing Talks News, a Portum Rebellion broadcast. The intro has been set, the outro is yet to come. And boy, oh boy, do we have a um, banality of evil coming your way in the form of news. Again, I can't say this enough, intro song brought to you by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard from their free open source album, Polygonawana Land. Yeah, it's not easy to say, but you can do it. What are we covering today, huh? Well, in the previous episode, I said I would go over this article from the Daily Mail talking about... Uh, how Fang Fang, the Chinese spy, slept with two US mayors and targeted politicians, including one of the youngest members of the House, before slipping out of the US when the FBI came knocking. This has been a story circulating around the uh, right wing to highlight the, I guess, the incompetence of the politicians who fell for Fang Fang's love spell. And then uh, we got a little bit to talk about with Rush Limbaugh causing a bit of controversy with his radio radio show, which is just so rush. And then we also have this video segment here coming from the Louder uh, with Crowder show, which, you know, I do cover pretty often on this podcast, but uh, it just never ends. You know, with his channel and his viewership being the size, uh, being the right wing young Turks, um, it's probably pretty important to, um, you know, hear hear him out and analyze what this very unfunny supposedly comedy show is supposed to be about. Uh, But uh, the video is McCarthy was right. And we're going to get into why that is the worst take you possibly could have. So, like I said, thank you for joining me. This is your only source to the Portom Rebellion. The resistance against poverty and boredom. And let's just begin with Ye old Daily Mail. It says here, Fang Fang or Christian Fang. Oh, Christine Fang. I apologize. Was reportedly a Chinese intelligence operative with China's Ministry of State Security. She remained in California's Bay Area from 2011 to 2015 fang reportedly used campaign fundraising networking her charm and romantic relationships to get close with politicians uh, that's some game of thrones shit going on uh she helped representative eric swalwell fundraise for his re-election campaign and had interacted with him at several events uh, fang also helped tulsi gabbard fundraise that's funny and became well known by california's political scene tulsi gabbard uh was a democratic candidate for the nomination um and honestly you know i liked tulsi gabbard's um foreign policy you know that being like no more endless wars but the real thing here is after listening to the worst day ever's coverage of her past i'm not very comfortable with her ties to a cult Um, So, you know, if you want more information on that, uh, go to the Worst Year Ever podcast and listen to their episode on Tulsi Gabbard. I think it was from either around the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020 when they were going over every candidate that was running in the Democratic nomination. Um, And Tulsi Gabbard has this weird cult that is based in Hawaii that she's uh, associated with. And it does make me feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, She's not very publicly open about it, but she also isn't very uh, secretive with, you know, being associated with the leader of the cult. So, yeah, go check that out. Worst Year Ever has great coverage on it. And then Fang Fang reportedly had a romantic or sexual relationship with two Midwestern elected officials. Okay. And so the article begins... Or is this a video for it that can make my life a lot easier? I don't know. Nope. Nope, that's an advertisement. Let's give it two seconds and see if... Uh... Alright, yeah. No, that has... that's about Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. All right, anyways, the article reads, a suspected Chinese intelligence operative developed substantial ties with California lawmakers as part of a political operation at the direction of China's Ministry of State Secretary. It has been revealed. An exclusive report detailing the alleged work of Chinese National Feng Feng, or Christine Feng, was published by Axios. And I'm going to be perfectly biased here that I prefer Axios's reporting uh, much more than I do Daily Mail's. And you could say that's because Axios has a left bias, but they tend to actually just be a bit more critical of, uh, you know, political leaders in general. Whereas Daily Mail is so obvious in its right wing leans that it's, uh, it's very hard to take it seriously sometimes, especially with how much it actually does spread uh, what we call fake news. Um, But I'll keep, I'm going to keep on the Daily Mail here and maybe I'll use the Axios just for, um you know a little bit of reference but it says from the axios why it matters the alleged operation offers a rare window into how beijing has tried to gain access to and influence us political circles which you know i think has been uh I don't, it's, it's you know, kind of cold warfare that's been around since we've been in these superpower cold wars when uh, Russia, China, and America and Europe can't really afford going to war with each other without bringing the entire globe down with them. So, you know, these cold war things and espionage and, uh, you know, B action movie plot lines seem to uh, be pretty consistent since the, uh, let's say, 60s. Um it got a lot more covert since then. Um we don't just send troops in unless, you know. Oh man, we do still send troops in because even in the seven countries that were drone striking, there are thousands of troops in them. So I yeah. I don't really know about our spy operations because that never really comes out too much, but um they're definitely willing to air the business of other nations who are doing espionage within the united states and and, you know i've covered mike pompeo john ratcliffe all talking about how china is the biggest threat to american democracy and freedom and how you know they're more of a threat to our hegemony in the uh, foreign policy department but the democracy and freedom i feel in my bones that the united states is a bigger threat to itself its own democracy and freedom than China is, even though China will try to undermine our position in the world through espionage. And I guess if we are a poor, weaker nation, we might end up squashing our own civil rights and human rights in order to maintain competition with China. Maybe that's what the whole big threat is, because China's not going to be able to invade us, take over the country, and then enforce Chinese rule over all of us. That would be hyperbolic and insane like that's it's just not capable of this time especially since like years ago the pentagon had basically reported that we are impenetrable because of our military force in exceedingly high budget of mil- you know our military budget is higher than anybody's so invasion is uh unlikely but unseating us from the throne of world leader that's possible it's very possible especially with how accelerated china's growth is all right Enough tangents. Fang reportedly interacted with Swalwell at several events, helped fundraise for his re-election campaign, and helped put at least one intern into his office. (laughs) The alleged uh, operative also fundraised for Tulsi Gabbard as well as had a romantic or sexual relationship with at least two US mayors from the Midwest. Feng's suspected operations ended during the Obama administration when she fled the U.S. amid a FBI counterintelligence probe. So this was back in 2016, and it's just being reported now. They first discovered Feng while reportedly surveilling a different person. (laughs) That's funny. Axios noted that the investigation provided another look into Beijing's efforts to influence U.S. political groups, which I read from the article, apparently unnecessarily. Concerns about Beijing's influence in the U.S. has troubled the Trump administration and will likely continue into the Biden administration. Uh yeah, you know, uh the Cold War with China, possibly Russia, if we're still feeling those vibes, you know, that's that's gonna be a continuation no matter really who's president. The I think the real big difference here was uh Trump he did switch our relations pretty hard with our own allies and North Korea. North Korea became an ally while our allies became distance acquaintances. The article continues, friends and acquaintances of Fang said she was in her late 20s to early 30s when she enrolled in California State University, East Bay. Um, Axios reports that she served as president of both the Chinese Student Association and Asian Pacific Islander American Public Affairs, which is the acronym is APAPA, APAPA. I think it's funny. Anyways, Fang reportedly used those positions to initially get her foot in the door with local political circles. She would invite lawmakers, political executives, and Chinese consular officials to attend a series of prominent events she hosted. Through a combination of fundraising, charisma, and romantic relationships, Fang managed to place herself among Bay Area politicos. Many of Fang's alleged operations were done under the disguise of Apapa a group promoting civic affairs for Asian Pacific Islanders, sources told Axios, until she emerged as a mainstay in Bay Area politics. Sources told Axios that some of Fang's first known political contacts in the U.S. included former Fremont Mayor Bill Harrison, Representative Judy Chu, and Eric Swalwell. His name is kind of hard to say, but moving on. Um, She did post on Facebook. uh, There's a picture of her with uh, other members of the APAPA. As young members of APAPA, our association helped to set up the Congresswoman Judy Chu's meeting in Cupertino Community Hall. Hmm. Hmm. You just got to wonder at what point exactly was she a Chinese operative, unless it was from the very beginning. Uh, But let's keep finding out here to see if there's actually any, uh, you know, water to this, if there's any weight. So, uh, in fact, a scroll through Fang's Facebook reportedly showed she was friends with Swalwell's father and brother, um, which sounds pretty normal if you actually get into a romantic relationship. Their relationship began when Swalwell was a council member for Dublin City, California, and their earliest known interaction was facilitated through the Chinese Student Association. Swalwell would later become a congressman in 2012. Feng portrayed herself to be the connector between the Asian-American community and members of Congress. A source told Axios that Feng served as a bundler during Swalwell's 2014 Congress re-election campaign on his behalf, meaning she convinced others to donate to his campaign operations. It's an ideal position for an intelligence operative to hold, considering it could strengthen their ties to the campaigning official. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, with like, you know, Paul Manafort having his Ukrainian and Russian assets uh, may or may not have benefited Trump in his uh, election campaign when it came in 2016. It's an ideal position. Yep. Uh, Moving on. During this time, Fang reportedly facilitated potential intern assignments for Swalwell's offices, including one placed in Washington, D.C. But around 2015, a counterintelligence probe became so unnerved by Fang's behavior that they alerted Swalwell with a defense briefing from the FBI. The congressman immediately halted any contact with Fang. A current intelligence officer told Axios he has not been accused of any wrongdoing. Um, Except the right wing is accusing him of wrongdoing for simply uh, dating Fang. Like, how could you be so foolish? How could you not know that you were sleeping with a spy? The spy who shagged you, Eric. All right. Uh, His office provided a statement to Axios, quote, Representative Swalwell long ago provided information about this person whom he met more than eight years ago and whom he hasn't seen in nearly six years to the FBI. To protect information that might be classified, he will not participate in your story. (laughs) It's it's a pretty funny statement, actually. Um, but it is convenient enough for not, for him to basically not testify in a court of journalism. It's not, you know, not court of law, but, um, we'll see if the FBI turns out more in investigations that Swalwell might be compromised. I, you know, who knows, uh, during her time in the U S Fang also helped with a fundraiser for Hawaii representative Tulsi Gabbard in 2013 per a flyer advertising the event on facebook they misspelled event a spokesperson for gabbard's office told axios she has no recollection of ever meeting or talking with her nor any recollection of her playing a major role at the fundraiser smooth that's real smooth that's politician shit right there like that's 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 capitalist politician shit right there deny 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 similarly Fang also volunteered to campaign campaign for representative Ro kana uh their 2014 bid for congress he was later elected in 2016. not sure how that's really relevant but Kana's office told axios he remembers seeing fang at a number of indian american political get-togethers but the two never spoke okay his office added that Kana was not briefed on fang by the fbi and that her name does not appear in the staffing records they noted that not record wait what they noted that not records did not include all volunteers names uh yeah that was the daily mail needs to get an editor because there. so for one they misspelled event it says even on facebook and then it said this sentence probably should be they noted the records did not include all volunteers names but it says they noted that not records did not include all volunteers names this is like a professional news website and i'm sitting here like did you not pre-read this before publishing okay anyways uh see looks like she also shot a facebook message that says support raj Sawan." so fang was pretty yeah um out there with the politicos and i it seems like rocano is in that picture but uh what did rocano say Uh, apparently they never spoke, even though they are in this picture together. So that's interesting. Um, amid her alleged operations, Fang branched out to other U.S. cities and attended conferences as a way to further her network. Fang engaged in a sexual or romantic relationship with at least two Midwestern mayors over a period of three years, Axios reports. I don't know if, like, we really have to make... uh, do we have to get to into the semantics between a sexual and romantic relationship? Or is that just so that people can kind of like speculate and have a little bit of fun with the story? Like, oh, no, nah, she was definitely only in it for the sexual because, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to play this game. So I'm going to move on. And at least two of those sexual interactions with the politicians was caught on by the FBI during their surveillance of her. Wait. That means the FBI has Feng sex tapes? With the mayors that she was with? Hmm? Mm? The FBI probably has more sex tapes than Pornhub. Moving on. During a political conference in 2014, an unidentified older mayor from an obscure city called Fang his girlfriend and reportedly insisted they were in a relationship. Um, Fang allegedly had a sexual encounter with an Ohio mayor in a car that was being surveilled by the FBI. Oh, boy. This is really getting hot and heavy. Uh, When the mayor asked why Fang was interested in him, she responded that she wanted to get better at speaking English. (laughs) Axios reports. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. Meanwhile, (laughs) U.S. authorities discovered through surveillance that she often visited the Chinese consulate in San Francisco. U.S. officials don't believe Fang received or passed on any classified materials, but her ability to easily network made the case was a big deal because there were some really really sensitive people that were caught up in the intelligence network a current us intelligence officer told axios all right so um so far they're saying that there's not any classified materials that were passed on but the issue here is how easy it was for her to network which you know you can have that kind of issue with Any kind of person, really. I mean, um, yeah, if you've got charisma, um, the will to step on others in order to make that bottom line higher, um, you're probably going to get a a very nice network in the United States of uh, social currency. But let's let's see here what the exact accusation of espionage is, because so far it just looks like Feng Feng is a Chinese national who had multiple relationships with U.S. uh, politicians, even though she herself is heavily involved in politics, um, you know, being a part of two different uh, student groups that deal with these sort of things. So let's see here. Do, 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 do. um Axios reports that China's intelligence operations splintered in mid 2015 when Fang fled the U.S. as authorities continued investigating her. She reportedly had plans to attend a June 2015 event in Washington, D.C., but suddenly said she couldn't make it and needed to return to China. When she left kind of abruptly, we all kind of scratched our heads, said former Fremont Mayor Bill Harrison. Since Fang's probe, the FBI has placed Importance on investigations into Chinese intelligence and influence operations. The agency created a unit dedicated to countering Beijing's operations at state and local levels in May 2019. Um, And then it says here, Trump tweets video of Chinese professor claiming that Beijing can swing U.S. policy because it has people at the top of America's core inner circle of power. In clip that has been deleted from social media in China. President Donald Trump has tweeted video of a Chinese professor suggesting that China has managed to influence U.S. policy for decades thanks to a special network of relationships with people at the upper echelons of American power. And that's when I bring up the fact that uh, Israel has a like an actual lobbying group that speaks directly to our politicians so um if you think that this is something that only china is doing to undermine u.s interests um israel's doing the same thing regardless of how it seems that the u.s and israel share interests that's probably up until a certain point but we definitely seem to want to focus on having a um ally in the uh in the middle east you know that's that whole area fucking hates us except for israel and i guess turkey um saudi arabia saudi arabia likes us these aren't even nations i want to brag that like us um, but uh what was i gonna say Um, Yeah, Israel has their own lobbying group that speaks directly to politicians in order to try and get politicians to either have legislation or policy that is favorable to Israel, or also for people to, like, to, for them to, like, try to shift the public opinion of Israel because they're constantly um, stomping on Palestinian human rights, so... Uh, that's the, that's why they have an unfavorable view in the United States, and so they needed a lobbying group to swing politicians and propaganda their way. So if you think this is just China-specific, no, it is not. The video, which had originally been posted on Weibo, but has since been what the fuck is a Weibo? Um, but it has since been removed from Chinese social media, according to Fox News, depicts Di Dongsheng, a professor and associate dean of the School of International Studies at Renmin University in Beijing. Tucker Carlson shared a clip at the top of his show on Monday evening. So, you know, um, the last episode, we covered, you know, a few stories that had to deal with china being a threat to united states democracy and freedom and it definitely seems to be ramping up in the right-wing echo chamber that this is just really circulating through to make people feel like the communist party in china is the biggest threat to the american dream the american way to western values and this is a narrative building process Uh, I will get into the speculation of what that can mean here in a little bit, but I'm going to finish this article. It says, In the video, Professor D suggests that China has managed to influence American policies for decades through a special undercover network of old friends who are at the highest levels of the U.S. government and financial institutions. D notes that everything changed the moment the Trump administration came to power. Interesting. Interesting. Very pro- uh, uh, let's see, pro, uh, Trump in Beijing, I guess, um, like, well, you know, on a, on an American side, because if America hears that, right, if Americans hear that, then they're going to go like, oh man, we really need to keep Trump in office so that he can keep them in line. It's almost like reverse psychology. If you consider the fact that maybe China wants to keep Trump in position of power, because he's so fucking incompetent. But anyways, we actually have the Tucker Carlson clip here, so let's get some. Let's get some, oh, it's on. They posted the picture of the video? Why would you not post the actual like, do they not know how HTML works? So they posted the picture of the tweet rather than the actual tweet, which like every news does, that's wow. Come on, guys. Like, I really thought we were more professional than this. Um, But I'm not going to really get into it because we do already have plans here. Uh, The Tucker Carlson segment is about seven minutes long, and it's called Our Elite Has Been Working on Behalf of China. And I guess that's sort of true because when you think about Hollywood, I think Iron Man 3 or... Was it Iron or Avengers Age of Ultron? I'm not really sure, but Disney like actually added scenes to their movie where Tony Stark got like operated on by a doctor in China that wasn't in the release of the United States. So in a way you can consider that pandering because the Chinese uh, theater market, like the movie market is actually bigger than the United States. So a lot of Hollywood companies have been um, kind of placating to that to make money. Uh, I'm not sure what other industries are reliant on China for the same kind of shtick, but uh, yeah, there's, there's an example. So Tucker Carlson's not necessarily wrong, but I'm sure if I listened to the whole segment, I would find where he isn't right. Although D said he was unable to give specific details without compromising the identities of those involved, he revealed how President Trump's trade war with China caused huge upset over ties that had been nurtured for decades between Washington and Beijing. Trump waged a trade war with us, and this is a quote, why couldn't we handle him? Why is it that between 1992 and 2016, we always resolved issues with US? Did you know, Did you guys know? D asked the Chinese audience in his 18 minute long presentation. Now I'm going to drop a bomb because we had people up there inside America's core circle of power. We had our old friends, said D, noting that he needed to speak carefully. So, not to reveal identities of those involved. And that's where the article ends. No, it's it. No, it isn't. Okay. Whew. Like, that would have been a point to just be like, uh, and to be continued. The Red Scare will be back next week, you know? Um, and uh, follow up quote in plain and simple language during the last three to four decades, we used the core circle inside America's real power. D said Wall Street had a very profound influence over America's domestic and foreign affairs since the 1970s. I would argue before that, but let's move on. We used to heavily rely on them. Wow. He just outed Wall Street. Wall Street, the people who fucking crashed our housing economy. Fuck yeah um but the professor claims that after trump was elected in 2016 wall street couldn't control trump because awkwardly there was a soft breach of contract between them which made them hostile to each other even though trump made them like infinitely wealthier during the coronavirus pandemic while weakening the 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 working class by just allowing the virus to spread so Um, and also the lockdowns without any financial support from the federal government has worked hurt the working class even more. So again, like I'm kind of even leaning towards the side that China is using reverse psychology here in order for us to feel like we need Trump to protect us from China when really China or Trump weakened the United States heavily, especially in the world stage. So that's probably why they want to keep him is because we've, you know, completely alienated ourselves from all of our allies. And um, have pulled up this 1900s era isolationist policy that seems to only serve the interests of a very small minority within this country. (sighs) So I could see how China may want to keep Trump in office because, you know, the tariffs, China didn't pay for the tariffs. They added a tax that went down to the consumers. So yet again, the working class ended up paying for uh, something that Trump claimed was uh, China. Uh, paying, which, you know, again, weakens us, strengthens China. And I'm not sure, I don't think Trump would do that purposefully, especially since Steve Bannon had such like a fervent anti-China rhetoric policy documentary. He made a documentary about it. I I don't think he purposely meant to do it. I just think his incompetence may have increased the, um, uh, I don't know, the, the foothold of China. So um. But, you know, I would need an a, an economics professor to explain to them, to me that for sure, whether or not that's how things churned out. But we'll just move on for now. During the U.S.-China trade war, they tried to help, Mr. D said. My friends in U.S. told me that they tried to help, but they couldn't. Um, once, however, D noted that things are about to change once again, thanks once the Incoming Biden administration is in charge. Once Biden is in the White House, D believes that China will once again be able to renew its long-held connections. Now, with Biden winning the election, the traditional elites, political elites, the establishment, they have a very close relationship with the Wall Street, he said. You all heard that Trump said Biden's son has securities companies all over the world, but who helped Biden's son build his global companies? as Professor D asked. There are indeed buy and sell transactions involved in here, so I think at this particular time, with Biden winning the election, it is of strategic and tactical value for us to show goodwill to him. Again, uh, feeling like reverse psychology, because honestly, uh, the overall picture of United States-China relations Probably not going to change that much. Um, I think the only major difference we're going to notice is that we're not going to call the coronavirus the Chinese virus anymore. So that's where the Fang Fang comes from. But, you know, we actually weren't really provided much proof from that on how she was an um, espionage. suspect engine developed extensive ties so yeah apparently she's a chinese intelligence but like there just hasn't really been a little bit of proof uh the only thing that seems pretty suspicious is that as soon as the fbi started investigating her she went to china Um, the case demonstrates China's strategy of cultivating relationships that may take years or even decades to bear fruit. The Chinese Communist Party knows that today's mayors and city council members are tomorrow's governors and members of Congress. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that makes sense. A lot of that makes sense. It's just like, for sure, I don't know why I would want China to be like, yes, she was a spy for me to go like, okay, I believe them. But, um, she did flee to her home country as soon as the FBI was trying to investigate her. So that's kind of a sign there. Um, and she was only in this country for about four years. So that could be another sign. Um... Things, friends and acquaintances. Uh, she used political gatherings. It's just so weird, too, because they said that allegedly, like, I don't know. And then we only have to suspect then that the people that she got in contact to are a little bit more pro China than we would expect, or if not, like completely loyal to China, maybe. But again, like I feel like that's the type of narrative that you weave when you want to have a red scare in this country because when you take China as the enemy of the United States, you go, well, what is China? They're communists. And if they're communists, then we can't have any communists in, in our midst. And that's how you get a third red scare. We've already been through two, and it seems like we're not really going to get our lesson until we go for a third and maybe a fourth, probably a fifth. And why do I bring that? Why do I bring that up in all of this? Because she could be a Chinese espionage. For sure. Not saying that she's not, but also it's just kinda hard to say that for sure because the FBI said that she hadn't released any material. And the only thing that I can now assume is that since she helped with a fundraiser for Tulsi Gabber, that Tulsi Gabber might be actually working for China. That's pretty much the only logic that I can get from this. Um and also Raj Sawan, uh Mike Honda, Representative Judy Chu, and this is the same kind of thing that went on in the 19, I think the first one was in the 1920s, and then the second one was in the 1940s, 50s, Um, and I bring that up because Crowder's segment is called Why McCarthy Was Right, and Uh, McCarthy, John McCarthy, I believe his first name was John. uh, He headed the second Red Scare and uh, basically went on a witch hunt for anybody that had communist sentiment, socialist sentiment, anti-American sentiment. He created an un-American activities committee where he would investigate American citizens for um, un-American activities, whatever that means, depending on the time, right? But you know, the significance really stretches across. And so to before we get into uh, Crowder and the McCarthy, we have Rush Limbaugh here saying, quote, there cannot be a peaceful coexistence between liberals and conservatives. I actually think that we're trending toward secession. Do we get an actual clip here?
1: During the uh, during the obscene profit uh, timeout, mere moments ago, Mr. Sturdley, the official program observer, peppered me with a question. The question was, what, what exactly, was, are we ever going to win... The, the con- you know, are you talking about win elections or just... Okay, <clears throat> all right, Mr. Sturdley is asking if we're... Ever going to be able to win?
0: And he's talking about... I think it is fair to ask, like, win what, but uh, Limbaugh's going to fill in the context here. I know he is. I just interrupted him doing so. Elections. Win elections. Votes. Votes. Are we ever going to be able to win
1: without taking back some of these cities? He's talking about blue cities like New York.
0: Philadelphia. Capital cities, major cities, metropolitan areas seem to have a much more democratic leaning. That's what he's kind of referencing here. I assume you mean Detroit. Do you include Milwaukee in this?
1: Definitely. All right. What about uh, Oakland, California? Too far gone. San Francisco. you you think we get San Francisco look we won election after election after election without winning these cities or the states they're in
0: Uh, The past two Republican presidents did not win by popular vote. They simply won through electoral colleges. And George Bush won his first election through a Supreme Court overturn of a ruling. So um, yeah, they don't need popular votes. Republicans don't need popular votes. They just need those swing states to come through for uh, that sweet, sweet electoral college win. Because why have the popular vote when you can just have a separate body, completely, you know, uh, segregated from the uh, American citizens' will, and just have them vote in the president? Why not? Fuck it. I
1: thought you were asking me something else when, when you said, well, "Can we win?" I, I meant, "Can we?" Can we, I thought you meant, "Can we win the culture?" Can we dominate? Uh,
0: That's great. That's great. The, uh, culture. That's great. Rush Limbaugh is not interested in winning elections, meaning that uh, he doesn't want Republicans to represent the best interests of Americans. He wants Republicans to win the culture war. Which uh, goes down to, you know, what kind of values we have on a local level, to be perfectly honest with you. And he wants to dominate the culture war. So, I mean, I can't hear anything more authoritarian than that right now, is that you want to win the culture wars, that you want to have your culture prevail and everyone else's fall to the wayside. I,
1: I actually think, and I've referenced this, I've alluded to this a couple
0: of times. Tim Pool is another channel that brings up constantly that America is on the brink of a civil war. Tim Pool's claiming he's a classical liberal; um, is he's really socially conservative, and he is within that right wing echo chamber. And he is constantly talking about a civil war breaking out in this country. So I'm not surprised if more and more right wing channels do it more often as well. Because I've seen others
1: love yep. to this. I yep.
0: actually think that we're
1: trending. Toward secession.
0: And it, it really happens when you have right-wingers digging their heels and saying, no, I don't want culture to change. I don't want culture to evolve. I like my society how it is. Damn it.
1: I see more and more people asking, what in the world do we have in common with the people who live in, say, New York? What e-
0: The only thing Americans need to know that we all have in common is that we're all just trying to live our lives happily and peacefully, and uh, if you cannot do that, then you might be a warmonger and need therapy, possibly. Is there that makes
1: us believe that there is enough of us there to even have a chance at winning New York, especially if you're talking about votes? I see a lot of bloggers, I can't think of names right now, a lot of bloggers have written extensively about how distant and separated and how much more separated our culture is becoming politically. And that it can't go on this way. There cannot be a peaceful coexistence of two completely different theories of life, theories of government, theories of how we manage our affairs.
0: And I thought the whole idea of the marketplace of ideas is to share all of them and not necessarily co-sign to a single ideology or idea. So um, if we're seeing political actors in the United States really focus in on having a single ideology rule over the entire country... Well, that seems to be tearing away at our First Amendment of freedom of expression and uh, is a- actually very anti-American.
1: We can't be in this dire a conflict without something giving somewhere along the way. And uh, so I, I know that there is a sizable <laughs> and growing sentiment for people who believe that that is where we're headed whether we want to or not whether we want to go there or not i myself haven't haven't uh, have made up my mind so i still haven't given up the idea that we are the majority and that all we have to do is find a way
0: uh let, let me just say it again that republicans as far as presidents go they have not won the popular vote in the past two presidents that they have won so i don't think they are the majority because the majority voted for obama and then they voted for biden to unite and win and and,
1: and our problem uh obama twice the fact that there are just so many rhinos so many so, so many Republicans in the Washington establishment who will do anything to maintain their membership
0: uh, in the establishment because of the perks and the... So did he actually just admit there that uh, Republicans are more interested in maintaining power than they are actually providing to the American citizen and their constituents? I think he did.
1: Opportunities that are presented for their kids and so forth...
0: Yep. Care about the kids, you know, Uh, fuck over the American voter because your kids need to uh, get their place in society. So, you know, that's Rush Limbaugh just laying it out there that he believes that we're heading towards secession and possibly a civil war because uh, Americans cannot agree on uh, how the society should run. And in a lot of ways, reality, because... Crowder here says why McCarthy was right. And if you go through and research McCarthyism in the second red scare, yes, the second red scare, the first one was under Woodrow Wilson. I think this one, uh, Eisenhower, I'm not hundred percent sure, but, um, the second red scare, uh, nobody is proud of nobody is proud of and McCarthy was shamed out of office for his uh persecutive acts so for Crowder to say McCarthy was right that's one of those examples of conservatives stepping away from the reality and history in order to build a narrative of probably anti-left sentiment so Crowder take it away So anyways, but that that destroyed my dreams of dreams of a Chinese, but you you know what, I actually I think I found something here. Um, Let's just get this brief summary right here. Uh, The second red scare refers to the fear of communism that permeated American politics, culture and society from the late 1940s through the 1950s during the opening phases of the Cold War with the Soviet Union. This episode of political repression lasted longer and was more pervasive than the Red Scare that followed the Bolshevik Revolution in World War I, properly known as McCarthyism after Senator Joseph McCarthy, my apologies, I said John, uh, who made himself famous in 1950 by claiming that large numbers of communists had infiltrated the U.S. State Department. Uh, Is that sounding a little bit familiar with the Fang story? Hmm. Uh, The second Red Scare predated and outlasted McCarthy, and its machinery far exceeded the reach of a single maverick politician. Nonetheless, McCarthyism became the label for the tactic of undermining political opponents by making unsubstantiated attacks on their loyalty to the United States. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. In 1954, Congress passed the Communist Control Act of 1954, which prevented members of the Communist Party in America from holding office in labor unions and other labor organizations. And I will also highlight that the uh, Civil Rights Act, I believe coming from 1964, that was the bill about anti-discrimination in the business place. There's a little uh, little piece in there that actually says that communists are exempt from the civil rights. You are free to ex- uh, to discriminate against somebody who is openly communist. So that that is in that civil rights act, but. Uh, in right here. So in 1954, after accusing the army, including war heroes, Senator Joseph McCarthy lost credibility in the eyes of the American public. He was formally censored by his colleagues in Congress and the hearings led by McCarthy came to a close. After the Senate formally censored McCarthy, he lost a lot of his standing in political power and some of the tension, and excitement from a possible communist takeover died down. From 1955 through 1959, the Supreme Court made several decisions which restricted the ways in which the government could enforce its anti-communist policies, some of which included limiting the federal loyalty program to only those who had access to sensitive information, allowing defendants to face their accusers, reducing the strength of congressional investigation committees, and weakening the Smith Act. So, yeah, McCarthy ended up basically being shunned from his position of communist hunter. Um, We have another case here. Uh, sentence says senator joseph mccarthy stirred up further fear in the united states of communists infiltrating the country by saying that communist spies were omnipresent and he was america's only salvation using this fear to increase his own influence in 1950 joseph mccarthy addressed the senate citing 81 separate cases and made accusations against suspected communists although he provided little or no evidence this prompted the senate to call for a full investigation Uh, Senator McCarran introduced the McCarran Internal Security Act of 1950 that was passed by the US Congress and which modified a great deal of law to restrict civil liberties in the name of security. President Truman declared that act uh, the act a mockery of the Bill of Rights and a long step toward totalitarianism because it represented a government restriction on the freedom of opinion. He vetoed the act, but his veto was overridden by Congress. Much of the bill eventually was repealed. <sighs> And so it says here, and this comes from history.com, Americans also felt the effects of the Red Scare on a personal level, and thousands of alleged communist sympathizers saw their lives disrupted. They were hounded by law enforcement, alienated from friends and family, and fired from their jobs. While a small number of the accused may have been aspiring revolutionaries, most others were the victims of false allegations or had done nothing more than exercise their democratic right to join a political party. So, as you can see here, McCarthy was not right. He was just extremely anti-communist, anti-left, and did whatever he could to persecute his political opponents. So, let's hear from Crowder why this was a good idea.
2: Chinese, uh,
1: Chinese woman,
0: But I love my wife. Yeah. So, let's talk about <laughs> this, too, while
2: we're speaking about uh, Ch- Ch- communist China. You know, I always hate when people talk about McCarthyism. Mm, McCarthy yeah. wasn't wrong about everything. Right. People need to understand that there were communists in our midst. And
0: right. this is something to Well, people. And because there was communists in our midst, we had every right to persecute and prosecute every single one of them. Wow. He, he hasn't gotten there to it was justified or right. But he's just saying that, you know, McCarthy wasn't wrong that there were communists here. So why are why are we demonizing the guy? I mean, I don't really know. Was that was that a good Crowder impression? Because I don't really know.
2: People talk about the deep state not just me but of course the communist Chinese party talk about this um, there was the red scare is what it's referred to right. was referred to as a, a witch hunt right mm-hmm. at this point where people saying this was just something they tried to do to silence voices of dissent but even if you look back then if you look at Republicans you look at conservatives they weren't just trying to ban all hippies right they were right, actually yeah. talking about there there were real communists now when people have talked about our central intelligence agencies being
0: compromised. And so apparently for Crowder and his audience, them being communists is the justification and that's enough. So uh, Crowder would be totally uh, McCarthy apologist and sympathize completely. If this were to happen again, he would in fact use his propaganda machine to justify it to his hundreds of thousands to millions of viewers. It's always tough to prove
2: when you're talking about an agency, and it's always tough to make that case to Americans because an entity is different than a person, right? And that's the same reason that on social media, people follow people, not so much brands. And that's why they have brand ambassadors, because if you try and sell your fit tea, no one cares. You slap it on some girl in a yoga pants with fat ass, which is the trend now. All of a sudden, you're rolling in the Benjamins. Enjoy your asbestos tea. (laughs) (laughs) But PolitiFact, just to be clear here... um, says this is something where we were just sort of reading on this when we're talking about you know communist sympathizers john brennan you know former CIA director this was a a, a guy who was very
0: politicized was a hot so uh crowder just let us know that he was anti-communist sympathizer but very pro mccarthyism (laughs) which history is not on his side
2: topic for a while um There's a claim that he was a member of the Communist Party, right? And PolitiFact says it's mostly false.
0: Oh, well, then never mind. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) What's the, wait? Seems to me like that's the truth, or that's a... a... Hold on, let's see the quote that PolitiFact had put up. Uh, We found Brennan was acknowledged voting for a communist presidential candidate in 1976. That does not mean he was a member of the Communist Party. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. And, uh, you know, you you probably can be a communist without actually joining any, um, you know, specific organization or party within the United States. Um, But, you know, if you join a party, then, you know, you are highlighted as being part of that party, like, say, you know, the Black Panther movement. Yeah. You know, there is a difference between supporting Black Lives Matter and actually being a part of the organization. And if I was arrested, I hope people would make that distinction because, you know, my views don't necessarily represent the organization because I am not a part of the organization. So. member
2: of the communist party right and yeah. politifact says it's mostly false oh well then never mind oh. right. well, wait <laughs> what's the wait is there seems to me like that's a truth or that's a,
0: a true or false question right but yeah. would you want it to be
2: completely
0: false for the i like how crowder is like i don't like the gray here i don't like the gray i like to live in a black and white reality
2: the head of the cia it's <laughs> almost
0: like that's what i'd be more comfortable yeah. with yeah i think yeah. that's where we would
2: lean yes Mm. If I had to lean, like, I know people who like to be fence-sitters and go, like, well, I'm in the middle.
0: When it comes to voting for communists, I'm like, "Uh, you know what? Uh, Pick a lane. (laughs) Voting for a communist makes you a member of the Communist Party. Remember that always and forever. (laughs) What is it, like, Matthew McConaughey? And here's the thing, is, like, where I sit is that nobody should be loyal to um, any political party. Um, That kind of... um, Demagoguery can lead to, um, uh, you know, unforeseen consequences, no matter what party you try to align with. So um, I'm very actually anti-political party. I just want to see policies that help my peoples. That's pretty much it.
2: And told me that, uh, you know, I'm a centrist. And he said, you know, if you look at the center of the road, there's nothing but, nothing but uh, old candy wrappers and armadillos. And I said, "There's plenty of wide open space right here." What are you talking about? No <laughs> idea. So anyway, chance. sorry, Politifact.
0: <laughs> I can't tell if that was a good or bad McConaughey impression. Uh, he kept it really low. I wonder if I keep it really low, if I can do a, if I can do a, a McConaughey impression. You know, you just, you get in that Mercedes Benz, and you feel all right, all right, all right. mostly false
2: that john brennan (laughs) was a member uh you know was a a, not a member but supported communists okay this is under
0: that's not what the politifact was about it was about whether or not he was a member of the communist party and that was mostly false uh this
2: is a polygraph to John Brennan, just to be oh, clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we found Brennan has acknowledged in a polygraph voting for a communist presidential candidate in 1976. Oh. That
0: does not mean
2: he was a member of the Communist Party. Right. He's unaffiliated
0: oh. and lean the communist. That's enough for me. <laughs> so if I was unaffiliated and I registered as that and then I voted for a Republican, I would be considered a part of the Republican Party. What if in the Senate, I voted for Democrats and then in the uh, presidential, I voted for uh, Republican or what if I did the Senate Republican and then I did the house Democrats? What would I be considered? Would I still be unaffiliated or would they highlight what I voted for and then assign me to my party? Cause that seems to be what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he would actually
2: have to do to be complete. Because,
0: like, I would vote for Democratic Socialists, especially if they're uh, representing the policies that I want to see in this country. But at no point am I going to join the DSA. So completely
2: false in yeah. that, right? To go to the completely. Well, let me
0: there. let me clarify that too. It's he's not he's like polygraph. just like Bernie, you know,
2: who honeymooned in the USSR, yeah. which still yeah. again is not a joke.
0: Uh, he <laughs> voted. Yeah, he really did do that and uh i don't care <laughs> i don't care
2: <laughs> for a guy named gus hall who he wasn't just like a democratic socialist Ugh. he was the actual chairman of the communist party in the no united eyebrows. states for 40 years good yeah. lord
0: yeah. Well, i i don't understand well, how you lean communist. where it's like uh, do you abolish some property or like the the ones you like. Take some of the means of production away from the, I don't know. No, no, that's old
2: school communism. They're using Panzers tanks. You just give me a Jeep Wrangler with an AR on the top, I'm good. Maybe a puckle gun. That's all we need. We don't need all the pomp and circumstance. The pageantry's exhausting. Hold on, I have to go bang Eric Swalwell. (laughs) So think about it, they're banging our representatives. We have a former head of the FBI who voted for the Communist Party, and I will say this, okay, I understand that people change their opinions. Right. Sure. (sighs) Whatever. I understand that. But unless somebody comes out and totally, utterly rejects the Communist Party and their own Communist vote,
0: I can never trust them. You could hold a gun. So you're completely allowing the freedom of ideas and opinion That Crowder is just totally pro that as long as you fit within the rigid lines of American capitalist conservatism, then you are in the marketplace of ideas.
2: I don't understand how you change that much. Mm. You could hold a gun to my head right now. There is nothing that you could do to force me to vote for a Communist Party representative or donate a dollar to Act Blue.
1: Nothing at
2: all. Actually, that's not true. That's not true.
0: uh you don't donate money to act blue act blue connects you with organizations uh to donate to so um just you know semantics but you know this is just a ridiculous argument to to even be having because um the former head of the fbi who have allegedly voted for the communist party even though it was a communist candidate um uh, didn't have a gun against his head, unless like the survival of the working class was that gun.
2: We donated one
0: dollar oh, to Act no. Blue. No, when that's when right. we had
2: to be at the Texas Democratic Convention and we created the but Open really, Minds for America. We were, America. Yeah, we were the one dollar, but you weren't having with sex with people, right? <laughs> and we no. were promptly no. kicked no. out. No. I don't know. Quarter black yeah, went did missing he, he, for a little bit. Yeah. He did. Yes. Was Eric Swallow at this meeting? Oh no. man! I thought no. it was awkward. He came out all like, "Oh, oh they have a wonderful Lou." Did you just say Lou? Yeah. Gotta go. Why is your hair all messed up? Yeah. It's weird. Are you at least a quarter questions. black? I would like to court the black vote. Oh. <laughs> that Astroglide. <laughs>
0: oh.
2: So let's set this up. We have members of our central intelligence agencies who voted for the Communist Party, and people yeah. say, "Oh, it's this crazy conspiracy." Do you think mm-hmm. that? we
0: have one guy let's just he's he's making it sound like a bunch of people we have one guy and as far as i remember in this country we are supposed to have a diversity of thought and the freedom to do so so um i don't see anything wrong here other than the fact that they have a severe biases of anti-communists no matter what so um that's just that's just convenient for crowder and his beliefs someone
2: who's voted for a communist, an actual self-avowed communist, the representative, the head of the Communist Party, do you think that person might have a vested interest in getting rid of the one president who has fought vehemently against yeah. the Chinese Communist Party? What about Eric Swobel who at the time, he was saying they're not really a threat, and he was demeaning, degrading President Trump and his supporters. By the way, his supporters, many of you out there, aren't necessarily this involved. This is what's important. The American workers aren't this involved. Involved in the politics, and I don't expect if you pull them off the street to ask them about, you know, what kind of nipple-twisting Eric Swalwell experienced from Fang Fang, yeah, or, it's uh, see, or, or Brennan, uh, who Brennan voted for, which person was running for the Communist Party ticket yeah. that yeah. year. They probably wouldn't know, but they had a problem
0: because it's irrelevant to their actual means of survival
2: with the Chinese Communist Party for the same reason that the citizens of China have a problem with the Communist Chinese Party, that they abuse laborers and that it's an unfair playing field. And surprisingly, listen, this is why I say I was wrong. The billionaire from New York is the...
0: and I mean I I do want to add on here that if I'm going to argue for communism I'm not going to argue for the Chinese or the Russian model. I would want to go back to the original intent from Karl Marx and even take it a little bit further with some Kropotkin, Peter Kropotkin and do a little bit of anarcho communism, you know, while we're at eliminating the state, why don't we also eliminate unnecessary hierarchies so if you want a much more um let's see complicated but uh, enlightening conversation hit me up on twitter at as a wave a-z-a-w-a-v and we can talk about communism anarcho-communism and uh we can get away from just outright saying no to uh ideologies that are different from ours but with that being said i am not uh pro China China's communist model in fact it's extremely authoritarian and seems to not do what communism was intended to do which is abolish uh, the state and abolish uh, private property Uh, to a certain extent the communists do hold certain private property to be uh, important but also the abolishment of wage labor so all of those things are actually necessary for implementing a communist uh political organization if you still have those things then you haven't actually achieved communism but uh, you can still claim you're communist because that happens like the the, the fascist nazi party claimed to be socialist, national socialists and yet didn't really actually do any socialist policies um they you know they had public health care but that's not it's not really socialist it's uh you know it's uh, the government the state basically um footing the bill um with your tax money anyways but you know socialism is a little bit more involved with mutual aid and i think it still has moneyless society mixed into it so um, if your society is still in need of money even during the post-scarcity age which we have been living in since the 1950s maybe even earlier but um, you know at a certain point we didn't really need wages or even money to have a successful society because we are past the point of scarcity
2: president who came in stuck a boot up their ass more than
0: anyone and yeah. has fought on behalf of the average american worker But I also kind of remember that uh, Trump's trade deal with China is actually more beneficial towards China than it is the United States. Um, So the foot up their ass is actually a pretty lucrative deal for China used to be
2: you either had people who were wealthy elites in the democrats or republicans and the wealthy elites in the democrats just tried to claim they were for the worker by being supported by union dollars who give more to presidential campaigns or politics in general than any mean dark coke brother figure you can
0: picture but now we actually have a president who are you kidding me are you kidding me are you kidding me that that is such a wow that that is such a Koch brother funded thing to say instituted policies be I mean I gotta look it up real quick prospect.org. Mm-mm. Money from the Coke network is finding its way into the hands of the loudest online promoters of free speech or at least free speech for conservative viewpoints reports prospect.org. I was mainly just interested in seeing uh whether or not they help fund Crowder. Let's see. You would be forgiven for thinking that over. As reminded my own, crowder had been called out by an no 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 um mm 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 mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh no so yeah I'm not actually seeing whether Crowded is Coke funded. But the Coke does help uh, conservatives in need when they are being censored, let's see. Steven Crowder on Twitter, he tweeted October 26th, 2015. Yeah, I get all that Coke money, brother. Wait, I get all that Coke brother money though. Um, So, I guess Crowder admitted it? Yeah, I mean, from Crowder's tweet, I guess he's funded by Koch Brothers, but I can't actually find anything else on the issue.
2: Because he believed and defended the rights of the American- Blaze
0: TV was founded by Glenn Beck, but I'm not sure who the investors are otherwise, so. Who'd have thought that the out-of-touch billionaire would do that, and who'd have thought
2: When you have all these accusations of Donald Trump that the person banging several Asian glorified (laughs) spy hookers on the side.
0: I don't know about several, but we do know about Fang Fang. Was Eric Swalwell. And who would have thought now (laughs) that Joe Biden
2: coming in. And by the way, we don't necessarily know what's on that laptop because of fake news with Hunter Mm -hmm. Biden. But
0: some, even though it's not relevant whatsoever. Because the investigation into Hunter Biden is separate from the president-elect Joe Biden, and it always has been. Even though they really want to, uh, you know, tie those business ties together in a in a very strong knot, but the stronger connection is between Trump and his uh, children and what they may have been doing while he was president. Definitely worth investigating.
2: Something to do with China and some implications there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't want to get into it too specifically. But speaking of Chinese patsies, you know who might be appointed now to an ambassadorship for China? Uh, Good old Midwestern sensibilities, mm. Pete (laughs)
0: Buttigieg. Oh, boy. Mayor Pete Buttigieg could be heading to China as Joe Biden's pick for ambassador role. Former Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg may be headed for China as the incoming Biden administration's ambassador to Beijing. Uh, no. and heat uh, butt gig and by yeah, the way the fact that it's exciting. there in the
2: South China Morning
0: Post yeah.
2: tells you where they line up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great that like since Crowder doesn't like liberals he can make that kind like, like slightly homophobic joke on Mayor Pete um, because Mayor Pete is homosexual and I'm glad that he can call him butt gig without any repercussions whatsoever it just reminds me of the Carlos uh, Maza controversy, and how much dust he kicked up from that. About it. They're practically playing bugles.
2: It's the gay guy! <laughs>
0: nope, nope, there it is. There it is. There it is. Gotta, gotta highlight someone's sexuality as if that has anything to do with what we should be worrying about policy-wise.
2: <laughs> Send in the different spies! Can't use Spankbang! Oh no, too bad we killed all our gay ones! Oh. <laughs> Someone get the prosthetics! <laughs> it's uh, almost like the
0: Democrats, everything that they have... Claimed- was there any, like, information about Mayor Pete Buttigieg being the ambassador that was important to the segment whatsoever, other than that gay joke right there? Because I don't think so.
2: Claimed about President Trump has been... It's it's like bizarre world. The exact opposite is true. Like no, you're the ones who are soft on China. Yeah. You are the ones who are soft on Russia. We dealt with that. You're the ones that were soft on Iran. You're the ones that are claiming coronavirus they were hard is up China. But yeah. well, uh, well, a different <laughs> different kind of thing, right? And and you're you're the ones who are not for the working class. It's like mm. every
0: single thing that they yeah. say, they do the exact opposite right. of that. And I'm not like just coming to that conclusion, but it's just so obvious every time. But not they've been saying this a lot in a lot of uh, right wing. Uh, shows how the Democrats are constantly um, saying what they're doing and blaming the Republicans of doing it. Um, And, you know, that that may be true. I think in certain circumstances it is true. But the Republicans are the most projecting, uh, you know, political party that I could imagine because they are exactly um, what they say Democrats are every time. You know, if you if you hear a Republican describing a Democrat, that's probably their personal life. Not reported
2: it seems like when we talk about common ground can we come uh, well, actually first we there might be pete Buttigieg, uh but i'm getting breaking news that actually uh it is going to be pete uh butt
0: the ambassador to china uh-huh. and uh we have the announcement great so the joke uh landed so well so many times that he just kept repeating it that's awesome
1: discomfort irritation embarrassment
2: no 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 no, no. that's enough I don't want to do that. Let's uh, recap sorry, the timeline no, no. as though that never happened.
0: Yeah, Also, uh, as if it just didn't even have to happen, because, again, what does this have to do with him holding that ambassador position? What are you so concerned about him holding that position other than him being a gay Democrat? I felt like it was about to get... <laughs> Eric, yeah, you know, it was. It was yeah. Eric Swalwell. Yep, yep we're not going to talk about what uh, policy issues we could have with an ambassador Buttigieg. We're just going to make gay jokes and move on. Banging Chinese
2: spies on video saying China's not a threat. Diane Feinstein saying that the Chinese government has been beneficial economically and culturally to Americans. Yeah. Former FBI director, who everyone said it was some gross conspiracy when yeah. they yeah. said that he had ulterior motives, yeah. voted for the head of the Communist Party. Looking out for you, folks. That's what you can expect <laughs> with your president-elect. It's time and for I healing. S- I say that in quotes because it's not real.
0: <laughs> What's very fascinating is that somehow the guy who voted for the communist party in 76 has anything to do remotely with uh, Joe Biden or even today's Democratic Party, which is still extremely capitalist. So um, let's not play that Democrats are going to be the um, the bearers of communism in the United States, because (laughs) no, Uh, no, no. And, um, you know, this whole narrative has to deal with building that anti-left sentiment in the same vein as the culture war so that politically culturally and socially we are very divided and that secession may be possible in the beliefs of these right-wingers who see left as the beacon of communism for them to then protect their homeland and their american dream and persecute people with differing ideas and that's how you get a second civil war amidst a Red Scare going on in a global Cold War. And all of it is being built by the right wing, as I have shown you here. Coming from the Daily Mail, Rush Limbaugh, Stephen Crowder. And these are not the only voices who are attributing to this. Because the right wing is an echo chamber, bouncing the same rhetoric and propaganda in the walls of the minds of the listeners. But that's just my view, and this is Talks News. And you can watch the video on YouTube. You can check out more episodes. They're they're down there. I do this pretty often. And you can hit me up on Twitter at Azawave, A-Z-A-W-A-V. And other than that, um, I just wish you a wonderful day, and I hope we can heal the divide by just loving thy neighbor, living through uh the words of jesus christ love thy neighbor you know just 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 fucking love them even if they want to support communism just fucking love them kill them with kindness